As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Breaking news from The Athletic. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys indeed. Man, this is just such a bummer, John. And the video um, that that you got or that was circulating is it? Can any of this be blamed on the field, or am I am I crazy? Like, it seemed like a pretty normal type of block and just kind of bad luck. Could you tell anything from that? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can. I mean, that's one of the big McCarthy things. You know, he would prefer that they practice on grass all the time. I'm sure that that is partly to blame. We could say. Um, but it's hard for me to sit there and say that freak injuries like that just don't happen regardless of where they're at. And especially this morning when I feel the two biggest stories in sports are Tyron's injury and then the Chet Holmgren injury where you see the video of that and it's just like routine play that would happen at any gym. And so you're sitting there and you're like, well, why is he, why is he playing in this, in this, you know, off season league or whatever like that? Like these guys still have to play. They still have to do stuff. You know, you can't just sit there and put guys through individual drills to hopefully keep them, you know, healthy for the season. Like they're going to have to practice at some point. And, and I, and I'll be the first to tell you, that's the biggest thing with Mike McCarthy. Like he is very cautious about, especially with his veterans about allowing them to be overworked. I mean, that's why you don't see any of them in any of these preseason games. That's why none of them are really going to play in Friday's preseason game. None of the key starters. So um, I think that there's only so much you can do. Like, it's not like the Cowboys are the only team that have a uh, a turf indoor facility. It's not like they're the only team that plays on turf. It just, it's part of the game, you know. Um, it's obviously unfortunate. I, I just, I couldn't tell you if that, the way that the injury happened, if that wouldn't have happened on grass. Maybe it wouldn't have. Well, yeah. and every, everything's going to go back to basically the Cowboys' failure to prepare for something like this. Because, you know, whether it's fair or not, you, you can't predict like an injury that's going to happen. But whether it's fair or not, I think we all would have put a lot of money on Tyron not playing, you know, 17 games. So this is this is like this has got to be the Cowboys biggest nightmare is all of these things that we worried about have now been exposed. OK, I can throw out a possible positive in, in all of this. And if, if you're looking for any positive at all. 
It could be if they went to, let's say they go and get Eric Fisher, who I think is clearly the best player that's available at the position. He played last year, uh, you know, on a one year, $8 million deal. I don't know if that's what he would have to sign for this year, but I look at it as, okay, to your point, Tyron Smith was not going to play all 17 games. I think you'd be foolish to plan along to that. And so you were always kind of wondering, okay, what's it going to be? When's it going to happen? How long is he going to be out for? Is it going to be a nagging injury where it's like, we don't know if we're going to have him this week, but maybe we'll have him this next week. In this scenario, maybe you get Eric Fisher, a guy who plays the full season, and then you have Tyron Smith at the end of the year um, to where you can sit there and go, hey, well, Tyron's back. He's healthy. We're ready to go. Then Eric Fisher's your swing tackle. Then you've shore, you've shored up. Is that, a, is that a right way to put that, KT? You've shored up an area of your team that was a significant weakness. Now, if Tyron's out and all they're going to do is kick Tyler Smith out to left tackle, nah, or or Josh Ball's going to be your left tackle, yeah, this is this is an absolute disaster then. So I I don't know if this is like you know common knowledge, uh, but this has been whispered a little bit. Like, so we live in this era now in where a lot of offensive linemen are flexible; they can play multiple positions. And Tyler Smith played a little bit of guard and tackle in college, right? Uh, you know, he's got 17 days to learn left tackle if you were going to go that route. And I know he hasn't practiced in a couple of days as well. So you got to get that clear first as well. But I, I kind of think that should be enough time to get about as on page with the offense as you could be. But then again, you have, as you're saying, the Eric Fisher idea. I think I'm in love with that idea as well. How much do you think that costs? Because the Cowboys, because of their decisions in the offseason, have 20 plus million dollars in cap space in emergency relief fund. And I would uh, like to declare this uh, emergency relief. Yeah, for sure. I, if they want to get it done, they can get Eric Fisher. I, I don't see how that that wouldn't. I don't see where, of course, they're not in a great spot in terms of bargaining on a contract. If they're calling Eric Fisher's agent, they obviously know, hey, they really need me. So uh, they're going to probably have to pay. They're not going to get a bargain on him. But that's why he's also out there, too, is probably because he didn't want to sign with the team right away because it's not like the Cowboys are the only team that's going to need help at left tackle, whether it's an injury or not. So he was probably waiting for something closer to the season to start because, hey, to be honest with you, a veteran, 31-year-old guy turned 31 in January, probably didn't want to do OTAs, probably didn't want to do minicamp, probably didn't care too much about doing training camp. Season vet, I'm ready to go week one whenever a team needs me. And so um, that is a position with a veteran player that you could potentially do that. I, another scenario is that's been out there is the rumblings of a of Patriots trying to potentially trade Isaiah Wynn, former first round pick. He's in the fifth year of his rookie deal. It uh, doesn't seem like they're going to work out a long-term deal with him. So, hey, maybe they get uh, a mid to late round pick from the Cowboys and then the Cowboys get, uh, you know, a guy who, yeah, he's not going to be Tyron Smith, but whatever the, these, those two scenarios, Fisher, Wynn, both clearly better than what they have right now, because I'm sorry, there's just nothing that you can tell me that you've seen from Josh Ball in practice, and certainly not from what we've seen in the preseason games that make you think he's ready to be their left tackle. And then the other side of it is, is I'm not really trying to mess with the right side of the offensive line, and I don't think they are either. I don't think they're interested in moving Terrence Steele over to left tackle now all of a sudden, now that he's finally getting comfortable at right tackle. I don't think they're they're, they're going to move Zach Martin over there. I don't think Zach Martin wants to go over there. There's been other times that, that you know in, in previous seasons where – Moving Zach Martin out to tackle probably would have been the best chance for them to put their best five out there, and and that just never ended up happening. So I don't see that that being an option. I think that if they're replacing it in house, they're replacing Tyron in house for this season. It's going to be either Tyler Smith, Josh Ball, Matt Walensko, uh, 
Avion Collins, like, and I don't think anybody should feel particularly great about any of those guys for this upcoming season immediately starting. You you mentioned how uh, McCarthy likes to keep his guys in bubble wrap, and and I'm a big believer in that too. Don't get hurt in a game that doesn't matter. That's like the worst thing that can happen. Um, but one thing that if there's like a feather in McCarthy's cap outside of like winning the Lombardi Trophy, I I think a, a lot of that. Um, was what they did in Green Bay, kind of piecemealing together offensive linemen, um, getting guys who were flexible, could play multiple positions. And if a guy got hurt, you could slide a guy over. And I, I kind of wish he was a little more hands-on here. And you had some, uh, a little, I guess, I guess it's kind of, this is going to get covered up, but why in the world were they doing Connor McGovern at center just two nights ago? Like, why wasn't that happening in May at OTAs and, and things like that? Like, there, I have major questions, really, since Joe Philbin's been here, about some of the things that the offensive line is doing. Yeah, and there were some issues with that last year where Connor Williams was all of a sudden getting snaps at, at as center to be their backup center later in the year. And to the same thing, you're like, why didn't this start earlier? So I agree with you on that because you, it's not that I don't see Connor McGovern taking the starting center job. They're doing it because on Sundays – injuries happen. If Beatish is to go down, well, who's your next center up? And so as of right now, you know, it's probably Connor McGovern, but Matt Farniak is a guy that he's obviously in, in the mix there too. He's, he's been taking the the reps with the twos at center for most of the season or most of the off season, sorry, in training camp. So I would think that he'd be potentially in there too, but I don't know who is the clear leader there if Beatish was to go down. So I think that's why they were working him in that situation. The one thing I will say though about the Packers deal, and I obviously don't know it as close as as you do or other people that follow the Packers, but I wonder when some of these guys that they were finding in the third, fourth, fifth round, I wonder if they started flashing and then you were like, okay, this guy's ready for this bigger role. Like they're probably hoping from a Josh Ball or a Matt Willetsko and that just hasn't happened yet. Well, let's go because obviously the injury and then ball just, I mean, he just hasn't looked like he's ready for that, that next step. He doesn't look like he, if a guy doesn't look like he's ready to be your swing tackle, I don't, I don't see how you can go into the season think, saying he's going to be your starting left tackle. And I, and now I, I kind of want to expound on Isaiah Wynn a little bit, because if my memory serves me right, they were uh, interested in him back in 2018 um, to a certain degree, I don't know if he, I don't think he was a thirty-man visit uh, at draft time, but I also know like so New England was playing him at tackle. But you coming out, I thought he was going to play guard in the league, and I know he had some experience at center as well at Georgia. So, I mean, <laughs> little bonus uh, action if you wanted to make a trade. The other thing is like, is New England just giving him away? I mean, is that is that the the record there? I mean, I think there are probably people in New England who are tired of his injury history. But I think there are probably people in New England who are like, hey, we kind of like this guy. I don't understand why he's just on the trading block just because he's an expiring contract. So you know, maybe that's a gettable name. And uh, I, I saw some Twitter discourse uh, uh, with Andrew Whitworth, who's 40. I mean, man, it's getting pretty wild out here. I was like, does Doug Free have a pager uh, on the whatever mountain he's living on? <laughs> like, it is, it is full on uh, hitting the red button today, John. Yeah, I saw the Whitworth stuff, too. I just find it hard to believe that he would – really end up with the Cowboys where if he really wanted to play longer, why wouldn't he stay with his good friend, Matthew Stafford in LA <laughs> on the defending Super Bowl champs? It just doesn't make sense. Why? So I, I kind of dismiss that one immediately. I see here in the, in the chat that Jen F has got a good question here. She said, do you foresee any veteran offensive lineman guys being released by other teams to be picked up? 
that that's certainly going to happen. You know, when, when teams, they have to, they're at 80 man rosters right now, they have to be down to 53 by next Tuesday at 3 PM central time. And so there will certainly be offensive tackles available. My only problem with that is that because all these teams need two very good starting tackles and you need a good swing tackle. I mean, every team needs three, four minimum good offensive tackles. It's, it's, it's hard for me to believe that a really good guy, a good player that you're going to be able to plug in as your starting left tackle is going to be somebody that they get off of somebody else's roster cuts. It's possible. I'm not saying that it's impossible. I just think it's more likely that in a better way to fill the situation, if you go for, let's say, an Eric Fisher, and I understand the financial investment will be more significant or potentially the win or a trade for another guy off of another team where the guy still has value the team obviously sees that. So they're not going to release him. So yeah, you're going to have to give up a mid to late round pick. I think that that's worth it in this situation. I, I just, to, it, the position's just too valuable and they don't really have an option on the roster right now to just go with what they currently have. So it's going to cost you either draft capital or salary. And and again, you're the, you have the third most salary space in the league right now, a little over 21 million. I know you got to use it on, on your, Stephen Jones likes to say about, you know, they got to pay their practice squad. They got to, there's other areas where it has to go to. This is more important than all of that. Sorry. And well, I know they don't like to trade draft picks either, but like you're going to be getting comp picks for Cedric Wilson. Uh, you're going to be getting comp picks for Randy Gregory. Um, how about this one? Player for player. Would you do Tristan Hill for Isaiah Wynn right now? Yeah, of course. And, and, and I, I think Tristan Hill is flashed. He obviously had, a great play the other night to, to get the strip sack and then recover it. And I think he continues to get better. So, the, but the only reason I say it is because the defensive line is probably, probably their deepest position. And when they come to time to cut them guys down on Tuesday, uh, they're going to have a situation where it's going to be difficult. There's, there's going to be some tough decisions there. Whereas with the offensive line, it's pretty easy. If you ask me right now, who you'd cut down, like it's, I, I can pretty much trim it down to eight guys, nine guys right now. No problem. And they usually like to keep 10 or 11 offensive linemen. So yeah, I would, I would, there's no question I would do that, but I'm also, if I'm running the team, I, I don't have $21 million in salary cap space right now because I've already spent it on somebody else. And I wouldn't be as, uh, I wouldn't be as, as reluctant to trade a mid to late round draft pick for a guy either. Like I don't need to keep every single draft pick like that. And I also wouldn't be against trading a high round pick if it's worth it. I don't look back at, oh, Amari Cooper didn't work out because we gave up a first round pick. I think the Mark Cooper gamble was worth it for where that team was at in that yeah. same situation. I would, I'd do that over again in a second. KT, Isaiah Wynn was not on their 30 visit list that year. It was Colton Miller, Mike McGlinchey, and Desmond Harrison were the tackles. Ah, uh, maybe so. I just, uh, maybe I just remember liking Isaiah Wynn a lot. Yeah, they um, might have liked him, um, but that's certainly an option. John, if you were to rate percentage-wise, whether you think they're going to go veteran signing, bring somebody in, or just roll with Tyler Smith, what percentage would you put on each? Because of everything that they've done up to this point, I don't know how anybody would think uh, other than the Tyler Smith being the way that, that they're going to go. Because they've been so mm-hmm. conservative this off season, that has to be – that has to be the favorite in all of this. I'm not saying that it 100%, but I think it has to be over 50% that it's Tyler Smith. Um, because it, it just, I feel like if, I feel like if that wasn't the the leader in the clubhouse, 
this team would at minimum have a veteran swing tackle on its roster somewhere. I mean, that's what they've done for the last five, six, really ever since Chaz Green. Their swing tackle has been a Byron Bell, a Cam Fleming, a Cam Irving, a Ty Niseki. I'm not saying any of those guys are stepping in at left tackle for Tyron Smith and, and all of a sudden you're happy, but they were at least addressed it with a veteran. For them not even to do that this year and to go into the training camp with basically it being between ball and a let's go, two guys that are completely unproven that you really don't know what you have there to be your swing tackle makes me think that the leader in the clubhouse is them to be conservative and go with Tyler Smith. And that's assuming that Terrence still is going to be good. Like there's a lot of things that you're just like counting on that is, is fine. I guess. I mean, you develop Terrence still a little bit. Um, he's proven to be a better player on the right side, but this is a team who we're still five years from this team getting Chaz greened. Like it's just not that hard to learn this lesson, I guess. And, and I get it. You can't count on uh, injuries and things like that, but with Tyron, it's a guy, much like Isaiah Wynn, who is injury prone. And we yeah. know that. It's just what it is at this point. Uh, you know, I know for a fact, and it doesn't really help things uh, on the outside, but I know that Travis Frederick would play for $20 million. So if you wanted to write one at 20 guaranteed, <laughs> we get you a center, we can figure out something else there. But yeah, this is this also makes you makes you um I don't know. I haven't really tracked it closely. This makes KT, why do you keep bit. bringing up center? Like that is that is yeah, number that twelve on my Brandon list right now. Frederick, like, how would that help? Oh, yeah. No, what I'm, are we doing with Biadish here? Is he playing left tackle? How is this helping the situation? Well, yeah. My Travis reference is more about the retired guy or the guy who's out of the league talking them into coming into playing, like Andrew okay. Whitworth or something like that. Because I'm but, trying to put out the biggest fire. I'll get to the smaller yeah, yeah. fires later, but I want to put out the biggest one here. Well, yeah, and I guess. Um, Man, I was going to go somewhere now. I'm oh, sorry. I, I do this. I'm, no, I'm, no, you're fine. And I, I did this. No, I took us down into the deep end of the pool, and we just jumped yeah. in without a life jacket on um, or without floaties let on. Me, let me chime in here and say uh, we're going to take some questions in the last 10 minutes here. So if you want to jump in the stage queue, if you're listening live here uh, to the About Them Cowboys Tyron Smith update special here on The Athletic, uh, line it up in the stage, and we'll try to get you your questions. Yeah, and, and we'll take any suggestions, and I'll be sure to pass them on uh, to Stephen and Jerry uh, later yes. on today. Uh, and, and, and no ideas are bad ideas. We're going to come up with a plan right now, a 21-day uh, uh, a plan, 21, 21, <laughs> 21 days, uh, one plan for every day. We're going to figure this out, a 21-day day plan. We're going we're gonna to have this answered by the time the season starts. The comment by Trey here, saying they drafted Tyler Smith for this exact reason. That is true. Might be a little bit earlier than than they expected, but that's the reason I think week one it's going to be Tyler Smith at left tackle because, I mean, he might be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I I just – Left tackle. Well, one, he's not – he can't even play right now because he's dealing with an ankle injury. So. Uh, we don't even know if he's going to play on Friday. It's it's considered minor. That's what Jerry told us yesterday. So – you have that as an issue, but then there's also the, well, if you really felt that great about him at, at left tackle, why wouldn't you have given him snaps during training camp? He hasn't taken any left tackle snaps since OTAs. And so that's because they wanted to kind of pare down what was on his plate. They wanted him to focus on left guard because it is a big jump from playing at Tulsa. And obviously he was, it's been very well publicized that he was the most penalized offensive lineman there. He, he's more of a, 
he's just he's more of a product than a Zach Martin, than a Travis Frederick, than a Tyron Smith when those guys were drafted. There there's just there's more there, there's just more that has to be done there. Like he's yeah. not like okay, all rookies, all rookies are gonna have growing pains. But some have a lot more than others. Like they knew that there was going to be some growing pains with Tyron Smith. They knew there would be some with Zach Martin and there really weren't uh, and Travis Frederick. But with somebody like Tyler Smith, there's just like, I think Tyler Smith can be a really good offensive lineman. Um, I just think it's going to take probably a season or two until he gets there. Like, I think he's got the right mindset, the way he carries himself, obviously the play strength. We've seen that in the preseason already. I just think that, you're going to put him in a position at left tackle where he's just going to see a lot of stuff coming at him at a rate that he hasn't seen before from just the best, most gifted athletes coming off the edge. And, and that could be a lot. That could be too much. I'm not saying it's going to turn it into a Chaz Green situation, but do you necessarily want to do that right away to a guy that you're hoping is your left tackle or your starting left guard for the next 10 years? There, I mean, there's some risk involved there. Yep, you're good. I was gonna say he. Uh, I'd be willing to bet they would draft. Uh, they would trade Tevin Jenkins to the Cowboys. Except I don't think Tevin Jenkins can play, so I don't think that the Cowboys would be necessarily interested in that as a as an option. To yeah, I don't know much right, about it. I think him. they might as well go with Tyler Smith if they're gonna bring in Tevin Jenkins. I think they they need equal amount of work, and that's the issue with Tevin Jenkins in. Yeah, I, I'm just leaning more towards somebody that's got more experience that's more of a veteran oh, sure. because I I think that if they're going to go young, you know, prospect type that they already have that. They have that in Josh Ball and Well, let's go and Tyler Smith. Like I'm talking about somebody that needs to come in right now that you can start week 1 and they can at least be solid. I'm not expecting them to be Tyron Smith. I'm not expecting them to be uh, you know, Heck, I'm not even really expecting him to be Lyle Collins or Terrence Steele, just somebody that's at least solid because at right now I just don't feel they have that. Riley with a good question here. Is it safe to say that the San Fran game might be the last time we see Tyron Smith play an NFL game? Talking about last year's San Fran playoff game, I'm assuming. I mean, sure, it's possible. I mean, when these injuries start to add up for any player, you know, anybody's going to get to a point to where they're just like, all right, how much more of this can I take? You know, how much more of a beating on my body am I going to be willing to take to continue my career? Yeah. So the scenario where that would happen, I feel like the, the Cowboys would just have to have an awful season because if they're anywhere in the playoff hunt late in the year, which with this league of parity, they should be, I don't see, I don't see Tyron shutting it down for, for this season. Now, if they're, you know, they're clearly out of the playoff picture and it's just an awful season, then yeah, why would he come back for that in December? But and then and then obviously he has to evaluate his career going forward. But as long as they have a chance, they're in the playoff hunt in December, and he's able to come back. He's going to come back. He, there's just there's no question about that. I mean, he's dealt with way more significant injuries than this, mainly to his neck and back. For him to come back, uh, there's no question if they have a chance and he can come back this year, he will. Um, but if they're out of it, maybe he you know, doesn't play at the end of the season. And maybe in the off season, he looks at his career and goes, you know what? I, I just, I don't know if I can go through this anymore. I'm, I'm hanging it up. I and mean, that's certainly a possibility. I feel like Tyron's personality. I think he would want to stay in the mix. Um, I, I know like this could change well, given a, a recent, uh, you know, uh, happenings, but I feel like he's the type who would probably still stick around for another couple of years. Like you said, John, I agree. And I want to say something because I got cut off for a minute. Um, 
what, what Trey was saying about Tyler Smith, I agree. Like he was drafted and will be groomed for that position. But like John was saying, left guard probably makes more sense for him right now. And I don't know because look, you don't see every play at practice or anything like that, but just little, you know, scuttlebutt that he'd missed a few assignments and things like that. And if he's missing assignments at guard, well, okay, that's a rookie learning curve and things like that. But now we're going to ask you what's 17 days left before the season, learn everything at left tackle. And I don't just, I just don't think they want to throw all that on his plate, but I do think they're forced to now. And I think, uh, end of the day, that's what they're going with is him at left tackle. If I had to put Vegas money on it, I would say that, but I, I do think they were reluctant to give him a lot of left tackle reps for a reason. I think it's because they didn't want him, you know, uh, getting assignments mixed up in his head and things like that. Let's get him comfortable at left guard. Yeah, and there's no question. I mean, because like I said, it's it's more than about just this year. They're looking at him as being their guy for the next decade. They're looking at him to be their next Tyron Smith. Maybe not eight Pro Bowls, maybe not an all-decade player, but they're looking at him to be their, hey, we know that this is our starting, whether it be left tackle, left guard, for the next 10 years, we're good there. I, it's more than just about this year. The other part of it, too, is like we've seen in those preseason games, like going against twos and threes, some of the issues when it's been Josh Ball and Tyler Smith on that left side of the offensive line. So to think that you'd go into the season with something like that against starters for full game, I mean, that could just be an absolute disaster. There, I know that they're, hey, believe me, I understand. The Bengals' offensive line, not very good last year. They got to the Super Bowl. I, I totally get that you can overcome subpar offensive line play. I just don't know if this particular team can can be over overcome that type of bad offensive line play just because of the way that the style that they're going to play offensively. Uh, I just, I just don't see that being a realistic possibility. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John, in, t- in terms of how serious this is for this team, other than Dak, is this like the worst injury that could have happened? No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I the way I look at the way I look at this situation is like you knew he was going to miss games anyway. Uh, Micah Parsons is definitely number two on that list. If you if you okay. if this injury happened to Micah Parsons, I mean, 
I don't know how you overcome that because that's the face of your defense. And I think is going to be one of the top five defensive players in the game this season. I I just think he's going to have just a trip, even a bigger impact than he did last year. He would, he would be a bigger loss. Um, I think Zach Martin's a bigger loss because I, I think where Zach Martin's at his level of play is at a higher level than where Tyron's is. Tyron is not like his accolades are great in that. And he obviously is, you know, a Cowboys legend in that, but it's not like his most recent play has been his best play where I th- still think Zach Martin's still playing at a very high level. Um, losing CD lamb with just how thin they are at wide receiver. I think that would be a bigger loss. Um, it just, I think that that's, <laughs> that gets you back to 2018 all, all over again, where you're just looking at this wide receiver by committee. Uh, so that would be tough. Uh, you could make the argument on a Trayvon Diggs possibly too. I mean, I mean, there's no question. This is a huge loss. It's, it's definitely top 10 might be top five, but I don't think it's top two or three. I definitely don't. This, this reminds me of Sean Lee though. Like, and the years going, just like, we got to prepare for this because it could happen. And, you know, it happens early, almost like the year that it happened in, I guess, was that in OTAs or was that, or in one of the mini camps where Zach Martin rolled up on, uh, on Sean Lee. It kind of reminds me of that because we know we have to prepare for, for uh, Tyron to possibly miss games. Um, You know what, you know what it makes me think of KT? It makes me think of how, of all the offensive linemen I've seen, like nobody is as shredded as Tyron Smith yeah. is. Like he just looks like he's built out of a lab. Okay. And so when I see him have Look all these injuries, right. He's 31. Okay. Like, yeah, that's old, but it's not like, it's not like it's crazy for someone with his athletic ability and how good of a player he is to play at a high level into his like mid thirties. So it just, how, how much of a, a gifted athlete he is and how many injuries he's dealt with. I, I, it makes me just think of like Chase Young, like such a freak and how many injuries he's dealing with. Saquon Barkley, such a physical freak. I mean, these are some of the biggest freaks in the game and and it's hard for them to stay healthy. You see the, the injury the other day to, to Kayvon Thibodeau. Now, of course, it's like a low hit or whatever. Physical freak. Like it just, it's crazy to see some of these injuries happen to these guys who it's like, of course, all professional athletes are just incredible shape in that. But these guys are on an even, at another level way above that. And even for them, it's hard to stay healthy in this game. Jason Peters, uh, just to stick it to the Eagles fans, that would be fun. Now, he's 40, he's 40. <laughs> coming off injury. But uh, Jason Peters in a Cowboys uniform, just to stick it to the birds, I, I do kind of like that. Do you think Tyron Smith's done enough in his career to be to gold jacket right now? If he doesn't play anymore. It's tough because I always thought that for him to to get there, he probably was going to have to have a little bit more postseason success. I know that it's not usually used with offensive linemen as much as quarterbacks and some other positions, but because they didn't have the type of postseason se- success that you know other Cowboys elite offensive linemen have had, I thought maybe that might prevent it, but it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think him and Zach Martin are, are real close in that, that I certainly think that the ring of honor guys uh, and then they should certainly be in the conversation for Hall of Fame. I don't know if it would be right away, but um, it's, it's, it's tough with offensive linemen. It's just, I don't know, everybody has a different opinion about all these guys, but certainly in the conversation. Usually if you're if you're a guy that's made an all-decade team, which Tyron yeah. did in the 2010s, you usually got a pretty good chance of making it mm-hmm. to the Hall of Fame. Multi-all pros, two first teams, two second teams, eight Pro Bowls to his name, too. And uh, yeah, again, no Super Bowl title, 144 games 
he's put up. Uh, I, I'm with you, John. I think if he's healthy enough to go this season, I think he go, comes back this season and gives it a go. But if it lingers into the offseason, I'd, I'd be pretty nervous about about where they are. And last thing I guess we can kind of get to here as we as we wrap it up. What does this say about the front office, the fact that this happened? And when you've got cap space and, and you haven't fixed the issue, that, those are the main comments we're getting here in the chat. Well, I'd say I, I got to give them you got to give them the benefit of the doubt right now. And I, when I say that, I mean between now and the start of the season, if they just go with Tyler Smith and just do this all in house, then they completely deserve all the criticism that they're going to get. Because that to me is like, you're, you're the Dallas Cowboys. Why aren't you pushing it all in? I'm not saying you got to get wild and be the Rams and do everything that they did. Um, but you're the Dallas Cowboys and you have a franchise quarterback, one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the game, in the prime of his career. Why aren't you giving him and this team the best chance possible to win a Super Bowl? And if you're just replacing this situation in-house, I, on top of the offseason moves, you just can't sell to me. I just I just cannot believe that you really are going all in to try and win a Super Bowl. So as of right now, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're going to do something to address this outside of the building. If they don't do that, they deserve all the criticism they get. Yeah, the only way they're really saving any face here is if Tyler Smith moves the left tackle and is dominant from day one. That and would be I, wild. And I just think those are just crazy expectations to have for him. But they, they do. I mean, they can look good by taking him, playing him. Let's say he's serviceable. you know. Um, and let's say Connor McGovern plays better than anyone would expect at left guard and they keep the offensive line glued together, they they can kind of escape it that way. I have a hard time forgiving them. Look, I know the, the Amari Cooper thing's a little more sexy, I think. I have a hard time forgiving them for the Lyle Collins thing. When, whatever you think, a lot of those guys in there like the Lyle Collins, like personally, so like players. So like, I, I, I understand, like, I, well, I, I guess I don't, I, I understand the narrative that Jerry's going with, and I have no idea if Steven was on board with this, the availability thing, but I can't get past the notion that they can say personality of a player. They were mad at Amari Cooper because he didn't get vaccinated. That's, hey, that's a real thing. KT, did you happen to see Jerry on first take today? I did, and we do not go as Zeke goes. Hey, we, 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 hey, real quick, though, before you can go on that, but I just wanted to tell you, I thought it was funny how you bring that thing up about the availability. So there's been plenty of times throughout training camp and then in the offseason where he's thrown that out, you know, even that was funny today. He's not even asked about that. And he and he works it in there. It's like it was like it's like a talking point for him. Like, oh, wait, I'm working this availability thing. Amari Cooper, you know, Lyle and all that. Sorry, go on. No, no, it's just it's it. And it's so tired because and then he says we go as Zeke goes. And then he called, you know, Pollard the wild card, which he kind of might have saved that statement. But this team goes as Dak goes. And if you go as Dak goes, taking away his best route runner and taking away his – a reliable tackle, whatever you want to say about Lyle Collins. Maybe you wanted more out of him. He's on a friendly contract, and you know what he is, and you could have Terrence Steele as your swing tackle. And just to get rid of him just because you were mad at him, like I, I, I just – I don't understand. That is – to me, it's kind of unforgivable. And, and you've put yourself in this way for years. Jerry talked about not letting your money get mad. And here he goes. And it's just, it's just so tired. I think it's there like, was the same concern with, 
with Amari that they have with Tyron, except Tyron is already under, under con- contract. Well, you know? it's like, don't tell me you want to win so bad and you're so, it's so urgent and, you know, uh, I don't have time to have a bad time and all that stuff. When you're making decisions that are literally pushing back, like, dude, the Eagles are now the favorite to win the division. Like, that's happening. Like, this is now switched. And I, I just don't understand how when you have an easy path to the playoffs, a, a strength of schedule here not very uh, good this year, uh, looking very favorable. You have a division where Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, and Jalen Hurts, whatever you think about him, or your other quarterbacks. Like, the roadmap is there for you to get in the tournament and go make some noise. By the way, the four seed won the Super Bowl last year. So, like, I, I, why would you do things that would set you back just out of what feels like spite? And you can say that's a deeper thing and the personality of the team and all that stuff. I have a hard time. I don't know. I have a hard time thinking Mike McCarthy wanted to go into this year without Amari Cooper. I could be wrong. I have a hard time thinking Mike I, McCarthy wanted to go into this year without Lyle Collins, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I just, this doesn't make sense to me, man. Yeah. And, and in this league of parody and with where the NFC's at right now, it's certainly there for the taking and they have yes. enough key pieces that you should be pushing it all in with this team. This is not a rebuild. This is not a lions, bears, Jags type thing like this. You have a chance to make a run and get in there. And, and of course they talk that and say that, that, that they know that, but you know, Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I, I think, you know, availability. Jerry harped on it. I think that was a direct shot at Amari and the uh, pre thing is what, you know, they're valuing availability and, you know, they it bit him in the ass here. That's for sure. With Hey, real quick, Michael, Michael C. Yeah. had a question there about, he says the kid from North Dakota State serviceable uh, so that you can leave Tyler at left guard. And so, Okay, so North Dakota is is Matt Waletsko. Here's the issue with Waletsko is that he had this shoulder injury, and it it's one of those that it's going to need surgery at some point. So he just returned to practice after not practicing throughout training camp. He just returned uh, the other day, and so he's trying to play through this. But again, it's something that needs surgery. So obviously it's not going to get better during the season. It's going to be some pain tolerance type thing. And I'm sure that it limits him to a certain extent. So I think, well, let's go could be one of those type of guys like KT was saying, like that the Packers have drafted in the middle rounds that, you know, Hey, maybe he ends up being a guy that is starter down the road for you. I just don't think that, I don't think that that's what you want to be going with this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. It can all pay off like in the future, but not now. Jeez. Any final thoughts, KT? Look, it, it's it could have always happened. Um, this is you know not Romo getting hurt in the Seattle game in the preseason in 2016, mm. although that ended up being fine. Um, I just think you're you're now putting a lot on Dak, and uh, you, you can't predict injuries, right, and all that stuff. Uh, we're probably going to play some time without Tyron Smith this year anyways, but to have it be this severe is just brutal. And I am no longer picking them to win the division because of this. I'm now putting them as the two seed in the NFC East. And that is embarrassing given how winnable this division is. Ugh. Yeah, I agree with KT that. on that. I, I Yeah, no, this, this injury definitely to me, cause I thought it was close between them and the Eagles and I, 
constantly said I gave the Cowboys the edge because of Dak. Uh, just, I, I just don't think there's any question. He's better than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is obviously the wild card here. They're going to go as far or be as bad as he is. So uh, that's that's really the barometer for for Philly. Uh, that could be great for them. Uh, maybe he, you know, with these offensive weapons and their defense, maybe he takes the league by storm and they have a great year. I don't know, but I think that they edge past the Cowboys now um, with us not knowing what the Cowboys are even going to do at left tackle and not knowing if it's going to be something that is even going to be solid. It could be, it could be a real disaster. It could be something that just totally, you know, makes this offense one of the worst ones in the league. And there's just too much talent between the, you know, a CD lamb, Tony Pollard, you know, Dak you know, Zeke, if he stays healthy, they, they, I mean, Dalton Schultz, like they shouldn't be, Yeah, I'm not saying that they're one of the best offenses, but they should not be in, in the bottom of the league. And if this offensive line is a disaster, there's only going to be so much they can do. And I know I rail on McCarthy a lot. I feel bad for him. And, and what is widely seen as a hot seat year to have this bad break. Happen. Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I feel bad for Tyron first and foremost because I do think Tyron's one of those guys that does really care and and, and all that stuff. I, I do feel terrible for him. But I, I this is a brutal break for Mike McCarthy going into what could be his final year. Well, and, and that's the thing with Eric Fisher or, or signing one of these free agents to a one-year deal. Like Mike McCarthy is keeps talking about how they're draft and develop just like they were in Green Bay. Well, you draft. I mean, you sign one of these guys to a one-year deal. That's not affecting your draft and developing. You know, that's yeah. just this is just a one-year plug the guy in, and it just buys another year for Josh Ball, for Matt Willetsko, heck, for Tyler Smith. So I don't, I, I don't really want to hear the whole like, well. We're not going to go out there and go get another veteran. That kind of goes against our plan of what we're doing. No, for one year, you can go and get one. Even an Isaiah Wynn, it's it's a one-year thing because Isaiah wins in the final year of his rookie deal. It's not like you're taking on a huge contract or you have to pay him. Heck, if you think that he is the guy, let's say he plays great for you and you want to give him a a big contract because he had a great season and, and now you think he's your heir apparent at left tackle and that Tyler Smith is your heir apparent at left guard, that's great too. But at least find that out. Well, the good news is the real season's almost here, and we can at least, you know, have some real football to talk about, you know? 100%. Uh, To your question about can you listen to this live on your desktop? Uh, Not at this time, but you can listen back on the podcast. Subscribe to About Them Cowboys. uh, We'll post this all on there. We'll be back next week as roster cuts come down to break all of that down for you as well. So thanks for listening, and thanks for being a subscriber to The Athletic. Make sure you're tuned in to John Mishota's uh, coverage as we learn more about Tyron Smith. See you, John. I don't have time to have a bad time. <laughs>